Jason's alive. He killed my friend, now he's coming for me. He's got a death curse. Jason's a legend. I'm Mrs. Warrior, an old friend of the Christie's. Jason belongs in hell. You're joining me if you stay here. Never come back again. You see, Jason was away somewhere, and today is his birthday. Good evening, and welcome to another episode of Return to Camp Blood. I am your host, Nathan Barker, and joining me tonight is Ben Diatley. Hey, what's up, guys? And the newest member of the Goon Squad, Kenton, a.k.a. Kent, a.k.a. the Drunk Uncle Mullins. That's me. What's up, guys? All right. Well, just as promised, if you listen to the last episode, Drunk Uncle Kenton here will quickly tell you the story of why he is banned from a Mickey D's in the state of Kentucky. Kenton? Okay, so um, I got I got off work one day, and I, saw, I thought, I'm going to swing through McDonald's here and uh, pick up a double cheeseburger and a, and a cup of water. It's a fairly simple order, and I don't ever stray from the, uh, the basics. Like, I don't ask for, like, no pickles or anything like that. I just, whatever you've got on the menu there, just give me like that, because it's going to get fucked up anyway. So I just, you know... However you make it, just make it like that. I don't need anything special. So I got a double cheeseburger and a cup of water, and I got back to my house. And I opened up the wrapper, and at first I thought maybe they were just fucking with me because the meat was where the bread was supposed to be, and the bread was where the meat was. The, it was like a a prolapsed burger. I don't know if you guys watch Pornhub, but... um. So it was like inside out, basically. Like it was backwards. The fucking mess. Yeah, it was like it was just an abortion in a little McDonald's wrapper. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> in the coat in the coat hanger type, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Coat hanger. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I wasn't even really mad. It was so bad that I was more like laughing about it more than anything. So I was like, I, I got to record this shit. So I I went on Facebook Live, and uh, I was like, look at this shit that they just gave me, and. Uh, didn't think anything else of it. Made a little video, laughed, showed it, and then turned the video off, put my phone down, and and ate this fucking abortion. And uh, went to bed. And then by that morning, I got up, and it had went viral. And uh, ended up getting that McDonald's in a lot of trouble, and I guess corporate came down on them. And, uh, yeah, it ended up being a big fiasco. And I was working at the jail at the time as a corrections officer in that town. And I guess the officer, uh, they, they picked up a guy one night and he was in the back of the cruiser and he was stoned out of his mind. And he's like, this is over that fucking burger. Isn't it? This is over that fucking burger. He works at the jail and he's got connections and you guys are fucking with us. Cause we were employees. Like I, this guy in his head had worked up some kind of huge McDonald's conspiracy theory where the law enforcement were after him over this fucking prolapsed burger. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. So, uh, yeah, I'm not welcome at that McDonald's anymore because I got him in a lot of trouble. Uh, I'm gu- guaranteed a spit sandwich if I ever if I ever go there again. So, so okay. So, how did corporate McDonald's find out about this? I don't know. Like I said, it went viral. It had several, several thousand. Like it was like fourteen thousand shares or something. It went crazy viral. And I uh, kind of remember, like, I kind of remember it when you posted it, but I didn't really think anything about it. I'm just like, what the fuck? You know, typical McDonald's bullshit. 
Yeah, and I wasn't even trying to get anybody in trouble or anything. I was laughing because when it's that bad, you just laugh about it. You know, like, look at how fucked this is. Right, exactly. So how you're you were you were informed by corporate mcdonald's that you were banned from this particular mcdonald's no right? no it wasn't like that i think that they as far as they were concerned was i'm more than welcome it was more of a this is my hometown uh hey we know who you are if you come here again you're definitely getting a goober uh in your milkshake if our machine wasn't down okay so which it's down all the time so oh yeah i've never that, gotten a milkshake but... because i don't even think they really make them i, I think don't I, I, yeah like a myth. I, th- I think it's like fucking like bigfoot or a unicorn or something you hear about them but you never see them yeah exactly so it was basically like a shadow ban okay so not a okay so we're we're kind of bragging it up a little bit about being banned you're just for your own personal uh health you just stay away from there yes because i'm guaranteed like i'm from a small town everybody knows everybody everybody knows me i know everybody there it's just you know it's a small town um just you went to school with I think my graduating class was like 60 something. So it's just a, you, everybody knows everybody. So I can't go there and, and most of them not know who I am. It's like that with anybody that goes in there. So, so in Kentucky like that. So like if you see meth head Ted at dollar general, do you call him meth head? Or you're like, Oh, Hey, it's meth, it's meth head Ted. Or you just well, call him Ted. Which one? There's three meth head Ted. So, okay. Um, I don't know. and i I especially knew meth head ted because the chances are high i had booked him in two or three times you know at the jail yeah so uh but yeah that's what happened man it just uh i didn't get to patron that mcdonald's anymore for my personal safety now have you actually been back since that was like what two or three years ago now that's been uh that would have been 2015 so that's been four years ago okay and you haven't been back since right i have not been back since no well, I'll tell you what, if I'm ever down there, I will go in there for you and get something and then bring it to you. How about that? And, you know, I could probably now, because you know how McDonald's staff is, it's usually teenagers. They they work there while they're in high school and then they go off to college. The staff is probably completely cycled. So there's probably nobody left from them. I'd probably be good now, but I don't just to be safe. Right, right. Well, I don't blame you on that. So, all right, there you have it. There's Kenton's band from McDonald's story as promised. So on for on uh moving forward on with the next episode i suppose um well i guess just to get right into it it is simply fan films and lots of them currently in the works right now so tonight we are just simply going to basically just touch on all of them that are going on at the moment and on some future episodes we will feature some of these people that are involved with some of these films but for night for tonight, we just wanted to talk about the general buzz with all of these without getting too specific. So going down the list, we have Fall of Camp Blood. Uh, his name was Jason. We have Jason Rising and, of course, Vengeance. And finally, with Voorhees. That's right, campers. Five. And with this latest trend of fan films on the rise, I'm sure there, there will definitely be more popping up soon. But with all this lawsuit bullshit that's going on, at least the fans have something to look forward to with the fan films. And like we've seen with Never Hike Alone, it's possible to create something worthy through fan films with technology, what we have today. I mean, hell, you got 4K cell phones. So with all the technology that's out there, people are capable of making some pretty good shit, et cetera, et cetera. So Never Hike Alone flat out set the bar for these fan films. There's absolutely no doubt about that. I mean, it just blazed the fan film 
possibilities. So I'm anxious to see how these five compete with Vince over at Womp Stomp Films and the beast that is Never Hike Alone. Never Hike Alone. So they all have their work cut out for them, to say the least, because they are definitely, without a doubt, going to get compared to NHA. I have no doubts about that. And not everybody has the the budget, I guess, if you want to call it, that Vince had. Vince's was obviously crowdfunded. But then again, these are all crowdfunded. So there's not really going to be any excuses as to money uh, unless they just simply didn't meet their, I guess, their goals for their crowdfunding, et cetera. So, and all of them that I've seen have been doing really well. And so I'm, like I said, there should be, there, there's definitely going to be comparison. So I'm, I'm looking forward to, to seeing that. And of course, with the buzz of Never Hike Alone 2 coming up, and uh, there hasn't been a whole lot said of that other than the, the strong possibility of getting the second one. So it'll be anxious to see how that compares and just everything that's going on with it right now. So uh, with that being said, Ben, I know you've basically on your YouTube channel, Friday the 13th Network, if anybody listening does not know what I'm talking about, go to fucking YouTube, hit the subscribe button, Friday the 13th Network. Ben does 13 on 13 every month, gives some updates on what's going on in the Friday world, does an excellent job with that. And he's mentioned pretty much most of these movies and tried to keep everybody kind of updated with what's going on. So, uh, Ben, I'll let you take over from here and uh, some of your thoughts with some of the stuff you've posted and that you've uh, made available on your channel. Yeah, Never Hike Alone really, really set the bar, I mean, pretty damn high. It wasn't the first fan film, but it was one of the first ones that did it did it right, really looked professional, fan-funded, of course. That opens the door for just a whole new world of, of indie filmmaking with the, with the fan funding. Uh, I think one of the, one of the first fan films that was really announced after Never Hike Alone was Voorhees. And, you know, they have a trailer out. We, uh, we know the release date. I think we, we don't have really release dates on, on many of these uh, films, but Voorhees we know is coming out Friday the 13th, September 13th this year. And uh, that's, you know, of course a great, great date. Jason looks, you know, he looks, I think they're going zombie Jason in this one. And that's what's great about these fan films. There's there's so many of them, so they jump around in the timeline. You know, we can get a human Jason, a zombie Jason. I know his uh, his name was Jason. They're doing like this whole sackhead Jason. So that's really exciting. We don't have to stay kind of you know in one timeline or or exactly canon with the series. Or with the fan films, they're able to do whatever. Some of the craziest Crystal Lake you know theories or stories out there. They're really able to bring them alive uh vengeance vengeance i'm really excited for um it started out i believe as friday the 13th mythos and it you know it was a little low budget but it caught some buzz and it actually got steve dash and cj graham involved and uh they did the whole name change i know they rewrote the script to you know include them and i mean it looks looks really great we got a trailer for that out also so really excited i think those are the real uh real big ones with the trailers out right now the buzz is around and uh, Jason Rising, I know you know a lot about that, Nathan, a little bit more than me. Well, let's just we'll just back up a little bit when you mentioned the release dates there. So we do know Friday, September thirteenth, Friday thirteenth, Voorhees, and that's actually the same release date for Vengeance, which they are going to screen at the Blairstown Museum. Uh, CJ is going to be there. They're having a Jason Fest, basically. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go over to the Blairstown Museum Facebook page. They've got a bunch of posts up there. It's supposed to be a really big kick-ass event, um, and that's supposedly where the the first screening is going to be for for Vengeance. So, but with Voorhees, um, we'll just basically start with that one. 
since you went ahead and mentioned that first. Um, that one I know has had a couple script changes, and you mentioned Zombie Jason. Now, to me, the Jason that I seen in the trailer for that looks more like the 2009. Uh, for I mean, it's kind of hard to tell in certain lighting, but it looks more of like a 2009-ish Jason, especially with the mask and the the flesh color on the hood kind of looked more human like to me. But then again, with lighting and stuff, I don't know if they've actually posted a direct sunlight picture, but I could be wrong on that too. So anyways, Kenton thoughts on uh, Voorhees from what you've seen from the trailer. Uh, well, out of all of them, Voorhees has, I think my favorite look for Jason specifically, like just if I'm going just off aesthetics for Jason, I think uh, Voorhees is probably, the one I'm most excited about for that. And then I have favorites in other categories for the other ones. But um, yeah, I think, I think I'm with Ben. I think it looks more zombie Jason. I know it, I'm like 95% sure that's a deformed CFX hood, silicone hood. And they've just had it painted kind of uh, rotted looking and, and dead. But uh, yeah, I think it, it reminds me a lot of uh, the ghost Jason from never hike alone. And uh you know, before Never Hawk Alone, I was kind of, I didn't really care about fan films because it, as good as they are, they're never accepted as, as canon with the franchise. Like, it's just kind of this little weird side thing that's never going to be elaborated on or anything because it's never acknowledged. But I think Never Hawk Alone kind of changed that because it seems like it, it slowly is becoming recognized by everybody as as an installment in the franchise uh, and I think it's only a matter of time before it'll get more attention than it already has. So Never Hike Alone kind of changed my outlook on fan films. I don't know if either of these four are going to be capable of of doing what it did in terms of recognition. Uh, I think if any of them have a chance of doing that, it's probably Vengeance. But uh, yeah, with Voorhees, man, I'm loving the Ghost Jason look. Uh, I'm liking this new like kind of criminals being stuck at Crystal Lake aspect of it. Uh, and I'm excited to see it. And you might be right. It, they could be going for the zombie look. I just, I got that 2009-ish vibe when I watched the trailer. <clears throat> and um, like I said, I, I don't think I've really ever seen, I don't know if they did post them. If they did, I guess I probably just missed them of of what the actual costume looks like. But the the movements and um, just the quick glimpses that I seen, I just assumed that they were going like a 2009-ish route. Looks uh, a lot like the ghost Jason from uh, Never Hawk Alone. A lot. Okay. And I think you're right on, I, th- I think it is a CFX hood. It really does look like one. So yeah, I mean, either way, um, it, it gives me more of the 2009 ish vibe, especially with the hockey mask. Um, but either way, uh, if, if it is zombie Jason, then they're going with more of the Kane hotter and the over-exaggeration. And, uh, you know, I'm sure Kane's army will be all over that, but, uh, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother topic, but Either way, it is what it is. But yeah, like you said, a lot of these films are in different timelines with the franchise. So we're going to see the sackhead. We're going to see, you know, quote unquote, zombie Jason, of course, uh, human Jason and uh, Jason rising. So we get a little bit of everything there. So moving on with vengeance, vengeance, obviously, has CJ Graham attached to it as uh, the late Steve Dash. Um, and that is the big I guess it, I think the biggest attraction for that film is those two names right there, because obviously people want to see them in film. So it's going to, it's going to attract an audience just simply based off that. Now, timeline wise, we're going to see uh, after the events of part six and uh, um, you know, a storyline after that. And of course I love part six. So it'll be interesting to see where they take everything 
because part six is is definitely in my top three favorites of Friday the 13th. So that's another attraction right there for all the, the, the Legion of part six fans out there. And um, so, yeah, I mean, in, in especially with them doing everything for charity and donate, donating everything to, I believe the, the Shriners, I think it's the burn hospital that the Shriners run. So that, that's where every, all the, uh, you know, I think CJ and everybody's uh, salary, if you want to call it that, was being donated to the hospital. So good things going on with that. And like I said, um, you know, just with CJ and Steve, I mean, that's enough said right there. Yeah, man, uh, you had me at CJ Graham. Like, I'm going to watch it regardless. I'm, uh, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm a part of, of any particular actor that played Jason's army. But uh, if I if I had to choose a corner, it would probably be C.J. Graham. But uh, yeah, and then seeing Steve Dash, you know, we just lost him unexpectedly for the most part. And uh, I also like this kind of Angelica Jarvis angle that they're playing with uh, the daughter of Tommy Jarvis being brought in. And the it's the Jason that they're going with this one is kind of a mishmash, it seems, between the, the Jason Goes to Hell and the Part 7 in terms of looks. So... Uh, yeah, I don't have anything bad to say, man. I, I'm excited to see it. The, um, you know, with CJ thinking about the character Elias, I don't think they could have picked a better person. CJ's literally like perfect. And they, I think they nailed it with that. And bringing, it, bringing Elias into the picture once again is another good focal point too. And, and people are going to be drawn just for that. So uh, as far as the Jason look, um, I don't know if I would, if I would say seven to, Jason goes to hell. I mean, it, it obviously just looks like a fil to me. It just kind of looks like a filthier version of the part six costume for the most part. I mean, I don't know that I would go much further than that with it. Well, he's a, uh, he's a lot heavy. He's got, if you look at the under under mask and I don't know where they got that from. I don't know who sculpted it. I don't know if it's latex or silicone, but it's got a lot more uh, rot to it and nastiness. And uh, the clothes have a lot more weathering and you can see some bone and some shit like that. So that's where I was getting at with the seven. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. But I mean, if you look at it, 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 you can tell it's like a, basically like you said, a, a more heavier weathered version of the part six costume. Oh yeah. I agree with that. Absolutely. Yeah. And the, uh, so, I mean, obviously if, if they're expanding on that, uh, it was good to see them kind of keep the costume rather than jumping into something different like some of the other films did. So, but uh, I don't, I don't really see the Jason goes to hell there because it's not like he has steroid or, you know, a uh, hemorrhoid head or whatever. Actually, uh, I had just, I hadn't even thought about this, but you said this falls after six. Uh, I think what we're seeing is, is the halfway transitional point between six and seven from that, you know, fairly clean, not, not, not decroded clothing and everything to the, to the seven that we eventually get where he's almost naked because his clothes are so torn and tattered and yeah. uh, he's completely rotten. So yeah, I hadn't even thought about that in terms of where it falls in the timeline, but you're absolutely right. I mean, with, with Tommy's daughter, I mean, basically the, the time frame you'd be looking at would basically be, I'm not sure what her specific age is going to be in the film, but let's just say hypothetically 20 to, to 25 years or, or maybe 18 to 25 years after part six is what I'm assuming would be our timeline. Yeah. And I mean, and obviously in reality, Jason would be a, a skeleton at the bottom of the lake, but I mean, you can't really hit them for that because no movie in history, it seems ever gets decomposition right. But 
Uh, well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can't, you can't really. magic. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> now, Ben, I know you've been keeping everybody up to date on the 13 on 13 over at the Friday the 13th Network, so I know you're definitely looking forward to this one as well. Well, it's Friday the 13th history, man. Uh, it's unfortunate we couldn't get, you know, two Jason actors or, you know, Friday the 13th past uh, crew or anything like this in a real film. Uh, yeah, fan film or not, though, C.J. Graham, Steve Dash. You see those names in your news feed or something on Facebook, you're going to stop. You know, it catches your eye. Whoa, what is that? And this film has done that. I think it's caught everyone's attention with C.J. playing Elias. Like you said, there is no one I can think of to better play that role. And any of the diehard fans that saw the storyboards, the original storyboards for Jason Lives, I mean, he had the long hair. He has the trench coat, the beard. It really looks great. There's a uh, great scene in the trailer. I think he's burning a picture of, of actual Tom Matthews, you know, Tommy Jarvis. Uh, and that just, yeah, hell yeah, bring it on. I know you're a big Jason Lives fan. Uh, I am too. And yeah, I mean, just fuck. Bring it on, dude. Elias Voorhees. Steve Dash in his last, uh, unfortunately, his last performance too. So it's Friday 13th history. And I think that right there just is worth watching. The whole film could suck. You see Elias Voorhees. I'm there, man. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, of course, Steve Dash being a former NYPD officer and then seeing him, like you said, unfortunately, his last on-screen appearance and having him as the sheriff, I think, uh, was a nice touch, too. But I'm going to say this. I mean, obviously, CJ was in Part 6, and then it's a continuation of Part 6. So, But him being Elias, obviously, like I said, I, you couldn't have went wrong. But I'm just going to say this. I'm fucking glad that they did not put Kane as Elias. I don't care. They can, you can lynch me in the town square, but I'm just, I'm, I'm, I was I just mean, hoping. He, he would, Kane Hodder would definitely be my second choice. To oh, play oh Elias, Jesus. You know? Come on. Hey. Come on. Probably pick Ken Kersinger. Exactly. You know, <laughs> exactly. You know what? I, that, that, that would have been my vote too. Uh, I, I mean, I expect Ben to say that because he's like the president of Kane's army. So, you know, uh, you expect him to say that would be his second pick, but I'm going to say no. He wouldn't be any of my picks, for that matter. Um, uh, enough with the Kane Hodder; he's had his turn. Let's let's go ahead. No, and, if and if move we had to pick, that. if we had to pick Elias Voorhees right now, out of all the former Jason actors, obviously C.J. Graham, Kane Hodder, and then Ari Lehman, the first Jason, it only makes sense. Yeah, I mean, you know, we've got we've got some choices, but <laughs> Kane would not even be on the list. Period. I, just just because, you know what? You've had you've had your shot. It's time to move on. I know he's he's still upset about not getting picked for J- Freddy versus Jason, but this wouldn't have been really any type of redemption for that matter. If it was a um, a studio film, then maybe I'm sure he probably would have thought, okay, this is redemption for me for not getting Freddy versus Jason. But I mean, some of us would have picked Ken Kersinger to be in Freddy versus Jason anyway, right, Kent? 100 fucking percent. And you know what? Maybe, just maybe, we will talk about that again on another episode. So, but yeah, I mean, I'm just foreshadowing there. Well, hey, you know, it, the <laughs> listeners. Sometimes you just got to throw them a little bit of throw them a little bit of a bone, you know. Keep them keep them listening. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't I don't think anybody but the Canes Army people probably they're the only people who would have wanted to see him as Elias anyway. But uh, like I said, can't go wrong with CJ as Elias. So definitely looking forward to that. Um, Anyway, moving on down the list. So talk a little bit about Voorhees, a little bit about Vengeance. Let's talk about his name was Jason. 
Dave Brown is uh, currently, um, I know he has a Facebook fundraiser up. There was, I think the, I think their um, Kickstarter was is over. Either that or it's about ready. It's about ready to end. But um, I talked with Dave a little bit just a couple of days ago, just uh, through some some quick little messages, and he sent me a little little video clip. Um, of course, I can't can't share that with the general public, but it was very very interesting at the concept, and I don't want to give too much away, but when I watched it, I was like, wow, okay, I kind of see I kind of see what they're doing kind of see what they're doing here and uh i'm not going to say any more than that other than i it, i'm very very um what's the correct word i want to use here very curious to see the rest of the product so this one taking place between parts one and part two and through the um the the most recent footage that he's posted for the i guess the first trailer if you want to call it that we see the sackhead jason so i'm assuming that that's the exact look that we're going to see for the rest of the film so um, nobody's touched on that yet. You know, what happened with Jason between parts one and part two. So I, I, that's an interesting take on that. So we're getting a, an after part six. We're getting an, an after part one um, in between part one and part two to be specific. So I like the route that he's going with that. And I'm interested in, in what story he's going to tell as far as what happened to Jason um, after the end of part one. So um, I know Kenton, I know you've seen the trailer for that. I, ben, you've talked about that some too, but um, what do you, what do you think about that? You know, the story between part one and part two, I think there's definitely plenty of uh, subject matter there. Obviously you can go any route you want to go with it. Well, uh, yeah, between all of the movies, I think you have most time, you have the biggest time span between one and two. So there's a lot more to play with there. As far as, you know, my, my comments on, the trailer. I watched that trailer when it first came out and that's been some time ago. I tried to watch it again, but I couldn't find it. Uh, I remember very little about it, but from what I recall, I think that of all the trailers, it, it revealed the least about what they're doing with it, which isn't a bad thing. I've seen, I've seen great movies that have very little showing in their trailer. So I, I think it's, it's one that you just can't say much about yet because uh, we don't know much about it. Yeah. And, uh, Dave did send me the synopsis and I, I can't remember. I'd have to go back through and look at the message, but I don't know if I can speak about that. So I'm not going to, because I'm not sure. I don't want to spoil anything, but his concept to me is very, very basic, but most of the Friday, and I don't mean that in a bad way by any means, most of the Friday concepts, concepts are extremely basic. So this one, the, uh, the storyline for it is, um, I like, I like the route that he went for it. So it's, um, it's not traditional, but it's, it's, it's definitely in the Friday world of things that I think we might see with other fan films and actually that I am seeing with other fan films, just in a different way. Um, and we'll talk about that, um, when we, when we get into some of the other films, cause I like, I really like the concept of one of these films in particular. So, um, yeah, so Ben, I know you've talked a little bit about his name was Jason too. You since you pretty much keep everything updated on uh, on your segments. So thoughts on his name was Jason? Uh, Sackhead Jason, man. I I don't think Sackhead gets enough love, and I was waiting for a fan film. We get all these fan films, and I'm like, someone's gonna do Sackhead, and sure enough, they did. It's I guess maybe a little coincidence with Steve Dash's uh, recent passing, but really. Uh, just like kind of what Kenton said, I, it's hard to speak on it because we really don't know too much. 
I definitely checked out the little teaser trailer and, and yeah, it's, it's Sackhead Jason. I think, um, the direction they're kind of going, their artistic take on it, it was, you know, uh, filters and kind of grungy looking and, and aged and, and I'm all for that. I love that as an editor. So Sackhead Jason, I can't wait to really see more, you know, give us a full trailer, give us some kills or, or something. And, and, you know, who knows, maybe they might cast Kane Hodder as Elias in their film. Hey, you know what? And more power to him, I guess. I'm just <laughs> glad that he, that he fucking was not casting vengeance. That just made my day when I seen, when I, when I found out about CJ, I was just like, thank God it was not fucking Kane Hodder. Jesus. Um, but yeah, like you said about the grunginess that you've seen in the trailer and whatnot, I will say that that the footage that I seen had that same vibe to it and it, it has a vintage look and a vintage feel. And I really like that aspect of it. And, uh, like you said, the sackhead, um, for the sackhead fans out there, I mean, uh, you're, you're definitely going to get a treat as far as that's concerned. And, uh, another thing that I did find out through Dave was that the filming locations for his name was Jason. He's actually filming in the same area where the originals were filmed. So that's pretty cool to, to know that the locations are going to be basically not exactly the same per se, but in the same area. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of good things with that. I mean, the, uh, the history there and, uh, I guess the um, paying the homage to the classics and keeping it, keeping it, uh, keeping it grungy, you know, that's, that's definitely something that I'm looking forward to. And like I said before, we did, uh, we had a, a continuation of, of six, um, you know, we've got a continuation after part one and then moving on to the next film here, fall of camp blood that to my understanding is taking place after the events of part four. Now, I don't know a ton about this. It's kind of just, I don't want to say it came out of the blue, but it, it, it just kind of popped up here and um, they're, they're posting all kinds of perks with their Kickstarter that's currently going on now. And there's all kinds of cool options with that. And Ben, I know you've had some contact with those guys that we had talked about before. And uh, what are your, what are your thoughts after talking with them and just kind of seeing how they've just really just jumped right in the deep end with fall of camp blood. Uh, yeah, Fall of Camp Blood is uh, actually by um, fellow YouTubers slashing cast. Anybody that's on YouTube and into you know horror films, you've probably heard of them. They have a huge following. They got a lot of love for Friday the Thirteenth. And yeah, this this just kind of came out of nowhere. You're right, man. I mean, I think like what like the last month or so. And I think the last time I checked, they've already reached their goal. I think they've already passed it. So. Again, it's an interesting concept uh, after part four. Again, with fan films, we can go anywhere in the timeline. And from what I understand is, uh, is it Rob and Sandra? Uh, Sandra goes missing and, you know, Oddwell. She gets killed in part two. Rob, the brother's looking for him, her. And uh, they have another brother, I guess, another brother. And he's going to be looking for him. So that's kind of the whole story. And uh, interesting, again, I there's not a trailer. There's not much information out on this as it just came out of nowhere. I do know that the guys at Slashing Cast, they have other fan films on their channel. So, you know, they've been doing this for a while. I don't think they've ever had like the fan funded type projects. So it'll be really good to see what they can do with, you know, a bigger budget. So, but the, again, a lot of love for Friday the 13th. So I think this film is in good hands. Yeah. And I'm going to be reaching out to some of the, those guys too. Like I mentioned, when we kick things off here about having some of these people involved with these films specifically on later to talk about, you know, all of them more in depth. This was just more or less to to kind of just talk about the, the current buzz. Cause like you said, some of them, we just don't 
really have any information other than a one minute trailer or like fall of camp blood, not, not even having a trailer at this point, just saying that it's taking place after the events in part four. So we don't really know enough to even really make much of a comment other than that, obviously looking forward to hearing more about their storyline. Um, but Kent actually, I don't, I don't think I, I don't think you even got to say anything about his name was Jason. I think I just moved right on forward. So if you have anything you want to say about his name was Jason and then go ahead and uh, give your thoughts on the fall of camp blood of the little bit that we know so far. Yeah, I, I got to touch on his name was Jason. I just didn't have much to say, like I said, because there's not a lot out there right now about it. But uh, Fall of Camp Blood, I might be mistaken. I watched a, a teaser trailer, and I'm looking it up. right. Give me just a second. I think there is a teaser trailer out there for the Fall of Camp Blood. Well, there is, but I don't, I don't think it was really a trailer. I think it was just literally content just to have something. It was very basic. So to me, it really wasn't a trailer per se. No, it was kind of like, trailer, just, but that, that is the same people. Yeah. Yeah. Slash and cast. Uh, I think it was more of just kind of like an announcement trailer. You just kind of see Jason walking up or something, but yeah, there is like a little, you're right, man. A little teaser out there. Okay. Well, one thing I want to say about that, when I saw if, if it's the same people, I'm assuming it's going to be shot in the same way with the same filters. I got really hardcore um, game vibes from that little snippet, which is interesting. Just something about the the way it, the color scheme and the the sound clips that they chose to use. Um, does that make any sense to anybody? Yeah, that that they're actually uh, really big gamers. Like uh, I think they do like a whole slash and cast like gaming channel. They go live a lot. So uh, any Friday Thirteenth video game fans, probably yeah, this is the fan film for you guys. Yeah, that's what it felt like, man. It felt like it almost felt like a snippet. You know how before the uh, after you leave the lobby and you go in to start a game, there's that little cinematic sequence before each each round starts. Yeah, that's kind of what that felt like. But that that little snippet felt like. But yeah, I get heavy game vibes from it, game influenced. Uh, but we just don't know a lot right now. Yeah, and that's the thing. Um, I'm looking forward to a trailer, and it literally just kind of a it. I mean, from what my um, visions of it were, I mean, it's like all of a sudden, boom, there it is one day. I don't remember hearing anything about it ahead of time or in the past, like, hey, be on the lookout for this. Or when people would say, hey, we're going to we're going to make a film or whatever. It was just like, boom, they were it was just there. I was like, oh, shit, we got another fan film because I hadn't heard about it. And there's not much that I haven't heard about in the Friday world. I'm like, where, how the fuck did I miss out on this? And then I'm looking at the dates and it's like, oh, no, they're just posting about this right now. So I'm like, oh, okay. So like literally, boom, it just, here it was. And here's the Kickstarter and all the perks and everything. And then I'm looking at the, uh, at the producers and I, I was not familiar with them. And I know Ben was, but uh, I guess they're more involved in YouTube and whatnot. And Ben's more on YouTube. So he's like, yeah, they're, uh, they have a show on YouTube and blah, blah, blah. And with everything that's on YouTube, I can't keep up with all that shit. So I wasn't familiar with these guys. So then I'm, I'm looking, I'm like, Oh, okay, cool. So yeah. So I've made myself more familiar since I found out what they were doing. So uh, yeah, check the guys out over on YouTube at slash and cast, and you can follow up more information on that or to look up the Kickstarter. I don't think they have many more days left. I thought I've seen a post maybe today or yesterday that they only had a few days left and a lot of their perks. I know, have been going pretty quick. So there's, there's definitely some interest there. So anyways, moving on to our last one, and that is the beast that looks like a beast to me that is known as Jason rising. Now the trailer for this one is absolutely badass and come to find out 
Vincent DeSanti from Never Hike Alone is involved with this crew. So right there draws me right to it because, of course, look at Never Hike Alone. And if he, I don't know exactly what his involvement is going to be with this. I know that he just posted some pictures on social media, both him and I think James Sweet, the director of Jason Rising, or maybe it was just a Jason Rising page. I'm not sure. But I know Vince posted a picture of being on set and I, one of their somebody from from Jason Rising, like I said, I don't know if it was their page or if it was James himself, but they posted a picture and Vince is on set too. So I don't know exactly. I haven't talked to Vince um, for a little while to know exactly what his involvement is, but if he's attached to it, then right there, that's enough. It's kind of like CJ and Steve being attached to Vengeance. You're already interested in it because of that. And with Vince and what he did with Never Hike Alone, I'm automatically interested in Jason Rising just simply because he was involved. But I will say that honestly, before I even knew that period, I was immediately interested in that because I love the storyline or, or what I think is going to be the storyline. And you got to you got to stay with that classic Jason look that that uh, basically the grimier part four look. I mean, Jason looks like Jason looks awesome in this. And you got it. You got to admit when he grabs a hold of the rope and pulls the boat in, you're like, holy shit, that's badass. Yeah, I think uh, this one has the most, not the most, but for me personally, the most appealing trailer uh, out of all of them, aside from maybe Vengeance. But uh, Jason looks badass. And then you also have Pam in this one, it seems. Uh, Again, looks like they're rocking a a silicone CFX deformed hood with a separate paint scheme than than, uh, Voorhees had. But, uh, you know, one thing that really stood out with me in the trailer is how good the practical effects look in this. This looks like a, a a big budget movie in terms of the the practical effects. All the rot and decomposition and everything looks fucking great. Um, yeah. Whenever it shows, uh, I believe it's supposed to be Pamela's stomach, and it, man, it just looks phenomenal. the The hands, the close up of the hands, they're not trying to hide anything. And when you're that confident about your practical effects makeup, they've 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 really done something there, man. It looks good. Absolutely. And the, the sound with the trailer, I don't know if Vince had anything to do with the sound, but when I, when I heard it and I'm like, you know what? And then I find out that Vince is attached to it. I'm like, this definitely, you know, it, they're coming in hot and it really reminded me of never hike alone. So maybe he's assisting with some of that stuff too. I don't know. Uh, but when I just watching the trailer, I mean, they got their shit together. There's absolutely no doubt. And a, as of right now, this is one that I'm I'm really anticipating this. I mean, just based off the trailer alone without really knowing much else, because like I said, I haven't had a, a chance to talk to anybody else. And I'm looking forward to talking with the director here in the near future and getting him on the show and seeing what he can he can uh, let us know about what's going on. But obviously what you see in the trailer, we've got some prisoners. We got the local sheriff's department and we're going to get a different take on Camp Crystal Lake. And I just, I think it's an interesting concept and there's a lot of potential with that. And I love the look of Jason and I think it's going to be dark. I think the practical effects are going to be right on point. Um, I love, love seeing the tombstone in there, the, the Camp Crystal Lake sign in there. And I'm just, I'm really looking forward to this one. I think, I think you're right that Jason rising it, it, at this point, because fall of camp blood is still pretty new in the eyes of some people. His name was Jason is still kind of, I don't want to say fairly new, but still kind of, we don't really know exactly what's going on with that. Um, We know a little bit, but until we get another trailer, 
But with Vengeance, we pretty much know what we're dealing with. We got a full trailer. We know who's involved with it. We know who we're going to see. And with with the, the names CJ and Steve attached to it, like I said, and then I think these are going to be the two. This is just what I'm thinking right now. Like I said, it could change. But right now I'm thinking Jason Rising and Vengeance are going to be the two most anticipated as far as that goes. Uh, thoughts on that, Ben? Yeah, absolutely. Those are the the heavy hitters. I think those are the ones everyone's looking forward to. The Jason Rising trailer, absolutely just just gorgeous. I think Jason looks fucking vicious. And really all I got to say about that is uh, if we never get a Never Hike Alone Part 2, uh, Jason Rising, that could be the closest we could ever get to it with uh, Vincent's involvement. So got to say that, man. I think we're definitely getting a never hike alone too. I mean, I've I've had talks with Vince. I've I've seen him. Um, I've hung out with him. But you've hung out with him, Kent. You've seen him, uh, Ben. You know, uh, we spent some time with him at Horror Hound back in uh, last fall, and uh, got to hang out a little bit after the show was over. And uh, not going to go into any details there, but I mean, he said that he wants to do never hike oh, alone yeah. too. That there's a whole. Um, and I mean, I can say this because I've heard him say it in in uh, post about it in groups and stuff um, on social media that he basically has a whole series lined up of ideas for several films. So it, we might get a Never Hike Alone, you know, who knows up to what number um, or they may be titled different or whatever. But I think we're definitely going to get a Never Hike Alone, too. There's no doubt about that. And matter of fact, him and uh, Renee Revis were just doing some pickup shots it looked like um just last weekend after mad monster in arizona they just posted those so there's obviously there's obviously some groundwork being done um or they wouldn't be posting that kind of stuff but i don't i don't think this will be the closest i don't think jason rising will be the closest thing to never hike alone too because we're gonna get never hike alone too if not well, more films beyond that if we don't get a never hike alone though this is Vin- vincent's not involved in any of these other fan films he's involved in this one so take that yeah know. Yep, and I th- I I'm, I'm assuming, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I I know what you meant as far as that goes, but um, I'm I'm anxious to see what similarities we'll get because, like I said, I don't even know what his exact involvement is, but I know that he's he's been on set. So, and I do I do hear similarities in I guess the score, if you want to call it that. And um, like I said, if he's putting his name on it, then he believes in their project, and he would not be assisting if he did not think that they had their shit together because he's a busy guy and he has a lot of projects going on. So there ain't no damn way he would be spending any time on set there unless he believed in their vision and knew that they were going to bring the fans, you know, what they want to see. Man, I hope that, uh, after, you know, we got to hang out, shoot the shit and have a beer with, uh, Vincent and Andrew, uh, and seeing how nice guys they are and how much fun they're, they are to be around and humble. Um, and how, good Vince is it first off he's a fan foremost first and foremost he's a fan and then how good never hike alone was I what I hope out of more than anything out of all of this whether it be a two years down the road or 10 years down the road after these lawsuits and all this bullshit the the dust and and smoke settles from it I hope he ends up being in actually involved in something studio funded that that is going to be accepted by the studios as part of the franchise um and i know that sounds like a pop dream but you know crazier things have happened the outsiders was only made because a teacher in california had read the book and liked the idea and wrote to some asshole in hollywood and said hey we sh- you guys should make this into a movie 
and uh, and that's how that happened. So crazier things have happened, but I just really hope that at the end of all this, this all ends in Vince getting to to take part in a studio uh, produced Friday the Thirteenth film. Well, I think you're right. I mean, it's not it's not impossible. Now, will it happen? I'm I'm gonna assume just probably not because you know how Hollywood works. But is it impossible? No. I mean, yeah, I'd love to see any of my friends uh, attached to the next studio film. I mean, that'd be great for any of them, for that matter. But yeah, that would be it. Would be nice to see him um, involved in some way, shape, or form. But uh, yeah, I mean. Never Hike Alone, it, it basically, I don't want to say it, it, it set the bar because we hadn't seen anything like it before. Uh, well, I guess, yeah, I mean, it, it did set the bar, but we hadn't seen anything like that from a fan films. But now we know what fan films are capable of doing. And no disrespect to any of the fan films prior, but they just, they're not even anywhere near in comparison. That there's, there's a bunch of them. And Vince, like I said, he just, he came out of the gates blazing and... I, all of these fan films to come. Now, the five that we're talking about today, these aren't going to be the last five. These are just the first wave after Never Hike Alone. So, and even at that, they're going to, um, the next wave of them, then they're all going to be compared. And it's still going to all come back. Unless somebody tops Never Hike Alone, it, it's uh, like basically being dethroned or whatever. Even if somebody comes along and they make a film that I think is better, then Never Hike Alone is still always going to be good work, no matter who comes along and and bests it. But as of right now, since we have these first uh, this first wave, as I like to refer to it as, I guess, um, then they're going to get thrown up against Never Hike Alone. Now, is it fair? Eh, I don't know. I mean, that's debatable. But I don't want to watch at this point. It's like I don't I don't really want to watch lesser quality. Does that make any sense? Like I I'm used to you know Never Hike Alone and what they're capable of and it's it's almost like it's almost unfair for the next ones because you expect them to be as good if not better right well you can't watch independent fan films now and not compare especially about friday the 13th and not compare them to never hike alone because you know with technology and everything and it's just it the cost isn't there the way that it used to be it's still expensive of course but not like it used to be so you know Vince and, and everybody involved with Never Hike Alone showed us what is possible. So uh, they kind of wadded up all the excuses that people usually tend to use and wadded them up and threw them out the window. And this is kind of the bar now that has been set by them uh, that you, you, you know, you, you're, they're all going to strive to be, I think. And I, I think that regardless of whether you realize you're doing it or not, you're probably going to compare any Friday the 13th fan films from here on out to never hike alone. I, I think so. I mean, there's really, there's, like I said, there, there's, you pretty much just wrapped it all up right there. I mean, they just, they just wadded it all up and threw it right out the fucking window, plain and simple. And there's, like I mentioned before, there's cell phones. You can shoot with your cell phone in 4k. So there is no excuses as far as the, the quality uh, the clarity. I mean, there's certain things that are, that are literally, there's no excuse for. And with uh, the internet, the way that it is through social media and being able to promote things and uh, gain views that way. Um, because obviously being able to post YouTube links, if your films for free on YouTube and you post links on social media, you're just getting that much more access to bat right back to YouTube and never hike alone is over 900,000 views right now. And that's a lot. 
that's a lot of fucking views, 900,000. I mean, it's almost a million. And that number is going to continue, always continue to rise because it's always going to be there for free for people to watch. And that's not counting the, the times that it's been watched on any of the DVD campaigns. So in reality, for everybody that's watched all their DVDs, it probably is over a million views by now would be my guess. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I said, these guys, these guys and gals that are involved in these projects, they got their work cut out for them because that you're exactly right. They're going to be compared to Never Hike Alone, and if they're not bringing their A game, then people are gonna, people are probably gonna be all over them. And uh, you know how you know how it can be on social media; they'll trash you in a second. Um, not as bad as the Michael Friday fans aren't as bad as the Michael Myers fans, as we all know. Friday fans are usually pretty forgiving, but uh, they'll get they'll get their fair share of the, of the hate mail, I guess, if, if it's not up to par, I mean, just not as bad as the Myers guys. <laughs> so oh, you're going to get yeah. some hate mail after those fucking cane comments. Don't you worry. It's coming. Oh, oh yeah. And I, and I expect it, but, um, I don't really give a shit. I mean, it is what it is. Ben's, Ben's actually goes. writing you an email right now. That's why he's not. Oh, <laughs> oh no, just... Ben's. Yeah. Well, luckily I'm not going to, I'm probably not going to see Ben tomorrow at days of the dead. Like I thought I was going to, so he won't have to Molotov me in the parking lot. Yeah. But you know, uh, you know, who's going to be there tomorrow in Indianapolis and that's Kane Hodder himself. Oh, your, so. your, your buddy Kane, of course, your buddy Kane. I know, I know whose table you'll be under the whole entire time. So I probably wouldn't even see if I was there anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, but uh, of course, CJ is going to be there anyway, the better of the Jasons. So that's, that's the highlight for, Everybody, the Friday fans at Days of the Dead, you get to see CJ rather than than uh, Kane. So CJ's my boy. That's my boy. That's right. That's right. Um, but yeah, I mean, good stuff with all of these, and I'm anxious to see what's going to come out next. And like I said, we've we've been getting these very fast now. Um, Fall Camp Blood just kind of to me popped up out of nowhere. Um, his name was Jason. That one's still fairly fresh. Um, they're doing their thing over there. And of course, Jason Rising. Um, I know they're making some waves now, especially with Vince on on board. So, um, like I said, looking forward to to, to things with all of them. Um, and of course, whatever pops up in the future. I know a couple other guys that got some ideas in mind, and I don't know if they're going to pull the trigger on those yet. Um, and and we'll see. You know, obviously, we've got the lawsuit bullshit still going on. So these fan films might have to tide us over until we get if. Well, I should say if if up until uh, maybe never get another studio film. I like to think that we will at some point in time. It's just a matter of the situation being ironed out um, with the lawsuit, but that could be a while. You guys know how that is. So we may just have to rely on these fan films. And the one thing that I think is cool with the fan films is the merch that's coming along with them because the merch is almost the same as what you see with the studio films. I mean, there's figures for never hike alone. There's pens, there's shirts, I, uh, all these campaigns, Jason Rising, um, you know, every single one of them without going back forward and listing them all off again, they all have their own merch too. And all the fans are buying it. And I see people posting pictures all the time of, uh, you know, mass and you guys know, I mean, they've got merch just like they do for the, the, uh, the studio films. Yeah, man. I think that, uh, never Hawk alone probably has, <laughs> Out of everything that's ever been released, Friday the 13th related, I think Never Hike Alone has my favorite hockey mask by far. Um, I love that mask, man. It looks so dirty and gritty, and uh, I like the the lack of chevrons on it for some reason. I don't I don't know why. I love the chevrons too, but it, 
where it doesn't have the chevrons and the nastiness of it, that's by far my favorite hockey mask. And out of any Friday the 13th, anything. You know, <clears throat> uh, since you brought it up, I I kind of I don't I don't want to say jabbed at him, but I kind of gave Vince some shit at first when I when I very first seen the hockey mask for Never Hike Alone and it didn't have the chevrons on it because we're so used to seeing them that at first I was like, what the fuck, no chevrons, and then after seeing it, then it kind of grew on me, and I actually uh, um I think I have a picture of all three of us standing with Vince and one of you guys is holding the screen used mask. I'd have to go through my pictures, but I think it's on, me. I believe. Okay. And it was you or Ben, I can't remember, or maybe I have a separate picture and Ben's holding it or something, but I'll, I'll have to, uh, I'll have to post those to the show page. Um, so you guys can see them. I don't think There's I ever something posted about them. the, the Chevron's not being there that makes him seem so much more of a blank, emotionless machine. I don't know what it is. Something about that bright red standing off on the mask or blue. If you're talking about part five, uh, it, it brings, I don't know how to say what I'm trying to say. Not having the chevrons makes Jason seem more emotionless, like a shark almost. Like just all you have is those black holes for eyes, and there's nothing else to to grab onto. I don't know if that makes any sense. Yeah, it's like the Myers look. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, yeah, you're right on that. So. But yeah, so moving on, I feel like this is an episode about Never Hike Alone. We've talked about that, it seems like, more than the others. But that should just go to show you right there what these films are going to be up against when it comes to setting setting the bar. I mean, they have a chance to to dethrone Never Hike Alone, but will they do it? That's the big question. So, uh, like I said, I, I got to agree with Ben that the two heavy hitters right now are Jason Rising and Vengeance. And not that the others can't step up and be heavy hitters too, but just from what I've seen, just from what I'm hearing around the Friday community, what I'm hearing at conventions and and everything is that I think the majority of the Friday fans feel the exact same way right now. So we'll, uh, we'll see what transpires between now and the time that they're released. So final thoughts, Ben. Uh, Fan films, man. I, I know a lot of people, you know, you either like them or you don't. And I think right now it's, it's great. It shows that there's still interest in Friday the 13th. Hopefully it shows the studios that whenever this lawsuit gets wrapped up and until it does, this is all we have. So, uh, you know, hopefully these, these five that we discussed, they turn out well, you know, I know we wish them all the best and I really can't wait to see what they have in store for us. You know, bring them on, bring us sequels, never hike alone, two, three, four, Jason rising Two. you know, hopefully they, they do well. Yeah, absolutely. I wish them all the best. And, um, you know, hopefully they can all be successful in their own rights. And uh, I'm looking forward to them. So final thoughts, Kenton. Well, you know, until we wait for this lawsuit shit to settle, uh, all us Friday the 13th addicts, you know, these fan films are kind of like suboxing. That's uh, that's what we got to use to get our high for now. Uh, but before Never Hike Alone, I wasn't big on fan films, and it really changed my perspective entirely on them. So, uh, yeah, I'm open to them. I enjoy them, and I'm excited to see what they do. This will have to be our suboxing strips until this legal bullshit settles. That's an interesting comparison, but, yeah, you're right. Uh, I wasn't really big on fan films either, and, and Vince and crew, they changed that for me. So that's why I'm I'm looking forward to to these films and seeing what they what route they go with them and what they can do. 
and uh, the possibilities are endless right now. And then uh, when the next wave comes out, I'll be looking forward to them too. And then uh, we'll have plenty of comparisons at that point because right now, really, that's all we all we have is to go back to Never High Cologne as far as a comparison. So definitely looking forward to uh, probably this fall. It sounds like most of them will be released. We obviously have two being released on September the 13th of this year. So I'm going to assume that the rest of them will probably be released around that same time, but we'll see. Just uh, get on over to, to Facebook. Uh, most of them all have their own Facebook pages. Some of them are even on, even on Instagram and uh, give them a like, give them a follow, uh, get on over to Ben's channel, Friday the 13th network on YouTube hit that subscribe button. You can stay updated on his, um, on his page as well. And, uh, all the likes, all the shares that they would definitely appreciate it. The more exposure, the better. Um, also, um, check out their merch. Um, now would be a good time if you want to contribute to them because some of them, their Kickstarters are about ready to be over. So, uh, just Google search, um, as far as their Kickstarters, I don't have the exact links for them but all that would be greatly appreciated. They have some, all of them have some cool merch and some cool other items to offer and uh, parts in the film and being producers and credits on IMDb and all that good stuff. So definitely go and check them all out. But that wraps up another episode of return to camp blood. So please rate and review wherever you listen to the show at check us out on Facebook camp blood podcast and leave us a review there. We would definitely appreciate it to check out our back episodes. You can find those on our website, campbloodpodcast.com. And if you have any suggestions, feel free to drop us a line until next time.